which we're getting ready for. It's on the first is going to be cannabis, sex and intimacy. So we're going to be talking about how those things intermingle, how you can do it, how it can help you um, increase your pleasure and sex life only for not even for solo, but also for partners, as well as there is a recipe I have in there for cannabis lube, as well as uh, cannabis suppositories. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so, so let's hold up for a second. Cannabis <laughs> lube. Now you got me like, like, how does cannabis lube even work? Does that give... It, cannabis into yeah. the, so the there's system different ways just <laughs> there's different ways you can use it so let me go ahead and just give you a rundown again this is all yeah, getting everyone know. ready yeah. for this uh, webinar so I'm okay with sharing a few tidbits to just drag everybody all in <laughs> This is Chris, your host, and you're tuning in to another episode of High Level Chronicles, the podcast where we explore the ultimate trifecta, video games, cannabis, and all things entertaining. Today, we have an incredible guest, a powerhouse in the field of mental wellness and cannabis advocacy, Sari Scott. Before we get into that, though, you know the drill. It's time for our Leveled Up segment. So tell me what you all are leveling up on this week. Share it on our website, highlevelchronicles.com. Hit us up on social media at HLC Podcast 420. A couple of us responses from our levelers this week. We have Donald R. Donald R. said, I was leveling up and watching some crazy show called One Piece on Netflix. Definitely a cool show to watch while leveled up. At Demon Lettuce 22 says... I smoked on some blueberry berry and got lost in a game called Blood Hunt. Then one more at Leslie underscore Grizz 43 said, I leveled up on some homemade edibles this weekend, playing some Roblox and binged Letterkenny. Sounds like like a good combination. This week for me, I just got my hands on some White Fire OG. It's an amazing hybrid strain that's been just giving me the perfect balance of euphoria and energy to get through some of these long gaming sessions lately. Uh, I've mostly been going back to replaying some old school Nintendo or, you know, some Super Nintendo classics like Super Mario World and Legends of Zelda, Donkey Kong Country, just some of those. My wife likes to play the older games, especially Mario Kart. So again, everybody, share what you all are leveling up on, whether it's a new show and a movie, what cannabis strange you're leveling up on. Share your experience, your gaming victories with us on social media or on our website. But today, let's get into it. We have a very special guest joining us on the show. She is a licensed graduate professional counselor. She's a certified cannabis educator and the co-founder of Leafly Lifestyle LLC. Let's give a warm welcome to Sari Scott. Sari, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to just kind of dive deep into um, cannabis and also how it impacts mental health. Awesome. Well, let's jump right in. How how did you find your way into exploring the connection between cannabis and, and mental health? Um, I think like most people, it was a personal experience first. I would say that... I, of course, always knew I wanted to be a therapist that, you know, I I was going through school, doing all that stuff. But what I was finding was as a therapist, I was still depressed. I was still anxious. I was still dealing with all of this stuff. And nobody wants an anxious counselor. Like That's just not a good mix. So um, trying (laughs) to find something that works for me. I knew all the the self-care tips and all the coping skills that, you know, I give to my clients that, you know, 
do the journaling, you know, um, you know, get to through those feelings, talk, do talk therapy, but there was still feel like something missing. And on top of just honestly, just working two different jobs and just kind of dealing with the burnout of it, I had to figure out what was that connecting piece that people were missing. And for me, it was cannabis. So you, how long have you been using cannabis? Um, it, so I've been personally? a medical patient since, I want to say three years now. And what, what is your, what is your preferred way to consume? Is it smoking? So is it edibles? Been- is it... It's always been probably edibles. That's how I started out. That's what I really care for. But lately, um, I've been pulling away from edibles just a little bit because of how long. So the onset of it. I love tinctures. Tinctures are really great. I like how quickly they're onset. Um, I can taste doesn't bother me. Put it sublinguals great. But recently, also my partner has been introducing me into the dry herb vape. He smokes. I cannot handle actual smoking. My lungs, everything is just not here for it. Um, it's very harsh on my body. But dry herb vape, I actually was able to actually feel the res- um, the effects of it when I actually do that. And it's um, it's a little smoother as well as I can actually taste the terpenes, which is really cool. And yep. um, it's a really nice experience. So you say tincture. So do you make your own tinctures or do you buy it? So I, I actually buy them. I do um, Liberty tinctures and a healer uh, brand tinctures. They're really good. I just made my very first tincture over just over this last week. The first time trying it myself to make it. I've mm-hmm. made oils, butters. I made all that. But the tincture was the first time. And I did the whole, I don't know what they call it, the cold infusion. So it was like Everclear okay. and it's frozen in. I did exactly what they said. I, I made it. I let it sit. And then I even took it a step further because they say let the alcohol evaporate off to get rid of the burn and everything. Because yeah, we know Everclear is pretty mm-hmm. strong. And I reduced it by about half. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. Still was, oh burn. my God, I put one yeah. drop under my tongue and it like lit me on fire. And I'm like, okay, let me reduce it some more. So I reduced it down almost to a fico, almost to an oil. It was pretty thick. And yeah. I did. And now it's not, it doesn't have the, it still has a burn, not nearly as bad, but mm-hmm. I tried it under my tongue. But what I found is, is fun. What I found with it is, so the reason I originally made it, let's back up a little bit, is because I was trying to make my own nerd ropes and I was using my oil. Well, the oil separates from yep. the gummies. And even though everybody I had seen on YouTube and everything, and I'd see, that's what they said to use was oil. You know, it, mm-hmm. it didn't work for me, whatever. Mm-hmm. It just, it just separated out. Every time I grabbed a nerd, it was just all over my fingers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to do the tincture and try to make it that. Now, I haven't, that I haven't made them yet, but what I have found out is I have some peach rings that were edibles already. Yep. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to try it. And I took my tincture and I squirted it all over that. <laughs> I was gone the other night. Yeah, I'm sure. Was, yeah, no, I'm sure. So tinctures are something new. I'm trying, you know, trying trying out. And I did the sublingual thing and it was it was all right. It's, it's immediate. It's pretty, pretty fast onset compared to, you know, like edibles. Edibles for me though, they don't hit me like most people. Like I can yeah. take an edible and and it just kinda no matter what the milligram, I've taken hundred and fifty, three hundred at once and it's still it'll elevate me. Don't get me wrong, but it's mm. not like most like some people I know can take an edible and they're gone. Yeah. Like but they're it in also space. Depends on how it goes through your digestive system because it has to re like reuptake all over again and going through your liver. That's a whole nother thing. So people can usually get high more high after it goes through your liver and does that part. So yeah. yeah, that's part of the whole. Is that's part of the whole? I think the, the lingering effects of edibles, you know, digesting. But for me, I like edible. But I, I'm a smoker. That's what I, I mean. You haven't seen it yet because I haven't lit it up. But I, I usually <laughs> during this and everything, you know, I just I, I usually have one lit. And I'm not a. I don't smoke all day like I've heard. You know, some people do, and I have nothing against it. I just mm-hmm. I keep one around and I hit it here and there throughout the day, almost like a vape pen. But I don't vape. I've never. I used to smoke cigarettes, so I got I quit okay. smoking back in 2016, and so. I tried vaping. I tried all that before, and I just never was. And I tried vaping cannabis recently, and 
it still just makes me cough way too much. So I'm just like, yeah, I, oh, I just don't do it. So okay. All right. Well, we'll definitely edibles. have to talk a little bit more about the vaping experience because there, there's definitely some positive things for it. But and it's interesting because smoking for you is is easier than the vaping, which is so so interesting. But I think it's also probably because you're getting more of the actual medicinal thing right to your bloodstream than you probably were for smoking. Yep. So you've got cannabis involved in your life. And then, of course, you have co-founded with your partner Leafly Lifestyle LLC. Now, I yes. took a look a little bit at that. So I see you do you do webinars and, and consultations, events and, and more. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about Leafly Lifestyle LLC and, and what your goal is with that? Absolutely. So the goal for Leafy Lifestyle was basically to become fuse cannabis with the impact on mental health and having people have a better understanding of how it can also be therapeutic. I feel that what I went to, I mean, again, I'm in Maryland, like same as you. So I went to city council meetings in different counties and just hearing the rhetoric around cannabis, how people were just so it was fear mongering. Like it was just propaganda. It was people saying that, you know, Babies are in hospitals because of cannabis. They're shake. I'm just like, whoa, now, like <laughs> that's not cannabis, you know. And and I and I saw a need for education is on the community level. So that's why I offer the monthly webinars on different topics related to mental health and cannabis and how we can interfuse those things. Um, as well as then I went a little bit of a step further by also offering the what is it the educational events. So therefore, people can actually request to for me to do like a Zoom for their family and friends in the comfort of their home if they don't want to just join the webinar as a mass, you know, they can actually have a group of friends get together and come either do Zoom so you make or it more, in person. You make it more intimate. So if, Absolutely. In Absolutely. So therefore they can ask all the questions. I think another thing about being on the webinar, especially with people you don't know, and even though there is some type of animosity because, sorry, in, anonymity, <laughs> sorry, there's some anonymity with being on a webinar and you're not, you're not showing your face. I'm the only person showing my face. Still, it's really kind of like, okay, the question and answers, they don't want to ask the questions and feel, you know, that they're being shunned or even the stigma around, like, you don't know that about it. And you're here, like, again, there's a really fine line between the stigma of using um, and then a fine line of stigma of knowing what you know about cannabis. So right? what are some so, of the events that you do? What are some of the, you say you hold monthly webinars. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the, so, some of the um, topics you touch on with that. Absolutely. So January was Cannabis 101. We were starting fresh off the boat, like just going, hitting it straight, uh, getting just the starting the new year. Cannabis 101, let's just get down to it. March, uh, sorry. Which February. is actually my second episode title, Cannabis 101. <laughs> and I didn't go into a huge deep dive at all, just a... Just touched on a few things, which, you know, so yeah. But that's that. good. But no, that's, that's the episode I listened to. So it was perfect. You did a really good job. And I love the fact that you touched on the Thank history you. of it as well. Um, so February, which we're getting ready for, it's on the first, is going to be cannabis, sex and intimacy. So we're going to be talking about how those things intermingle, how you can do it, how it can help you um, increase your pleasure and sex life only for not even for solo, but also for partners, as well as there is a recipe I have in there for cannabis lube, as well as uh, cannabis suppositories. Wait, wait, um, wait. So, so let's hold up for a second. Cannabis <laughs> lube. Now you got me like, like, how does cannabis lube even work? Does that give? It 
can of into yeah. the so there's the system, different ways just... you can use it. There's different ways you can use it. So let me go ahead and just give you a rundown again. This is all yeah, I'm getting everyone know. ready yeah. for this uh, webinar. So I'm okay with sharing a few tidbits to just drag everybody all in. So the first thing I'm gonna talk about that is the benefits of cannabis with solo and partner sex, as well as how it works in the massage oil. So the first thing I always say is that first of all, the two out of the people that we surveyed that found that cannabis actually does two thirds of them found that cannabis does increase their um, enhance their sex life. One third didn't. So it, this might not be your your jam, your strain of choice, but it's OK to experiment and find it out. Right. One of the things is cannabis use is good for pain relief, sex related anxiety, PTS systems related to sexual traumas and also just being able to connect your partner on a deeper level with love, compassion, intimacy. Right. Also, it does have some the um, let go some of the in inhibitors kind of like kind of like but not like alcohol. It's like it's not as bad as alcohol. Like you were able to, you know, get, you know, into it, but not feel like you're just, you know, letting loose completely. You're still very aware and present. So, you know, about the endocannabinoid system and how we have all the receptors over the all over our body. So we have pain receptors, stress relief. Um, it heightens our sensibility when we add cannabis to our bodies and to our sex life. And we have a lot of CB1 receptors in our reproductive organs. So it actually flares up like it flares up like a Christmas tree when you actually add cannabis to that. So is that why they say some strain that I, I don't I, I... I don't want to say I haven't experienced it. I might have and just never really paid attention, <laughs> but I've read, I've read, you know, cause I look into strains, especially because my wife is a medical marijuana user and that's what got me started in all this because mm-hmm. I just wanted to learn more about it and learn it. So I don't know everything. I, I know some, I don't know, you know, but I've read that some strains increase sexual act, like can increase your sex, make you, make you horny, make you want to get in the mood. And, and I've mm-hmm. never really, you know, not that I can think, think of it. Now my wife on the other hand has said something where she's like, what is this? Have we had this before? Because, you know, I'm really horny right now. I'm like, really? Like what that did? Like, is it that, you know, we don't, we don't ever know for sure. It's just, you know, what we happen to have the time, but the way you're talking, it actually can't, you know, it might be. So think about it. Since we have all these receptors all over our reproductive organs. So for your actual body, what, what it would help with was pain relief. It'll help relax your muscles, help dilate blood flow, dilate blood vessels and increase blood flow and sensation all over your body. So those are the biggest things we hear about sex is how it needs to increase blood flow, how you have a better time. You need to be relaxed. You need to be comfortable. Those are all the things that it does. Um, so here's some of the things of how we can use it. So we, of course, you can inhale it. It's just, you know, it can be a good journey just to roll one with your partner. Cool. It's intimate time. Cool. You can also eat it. So you can drink it, edibles, gummies, infused dinners. There's a lot of different things. Of course, it does take a little longer, though, when you eat it. So just be mindful of preparing for the session for that part. Right. We actually um, we actually prepared this year. It was just us. And I'm not trying to get interrupt you and take you off track. No. But this is funny. You mentioned for Thanksgiving this year, Thanksgiving. our entire Thanksgiving meal was infused. And, oh, that's and that's, awesome. that was just me and my wife. We did. You know, it was just. Everybody was so far away this year and we just it was just us. So everything from the turkey to the broccoli casserole, everything I had was we, we made it infused in some type. And it took a while to hit. But once it hit, it felt really good. You know, throughout the, <laughs> that Thanksgiving was was lit, to say the least. <laughs> but that's another uh, uh, like a. Uh, 
I guess a 420 culture Thanksgiving. That's what everyone's kind of going for this year is more and more things I'm seeing is infused and chefs coming out with infused like meals that you can have per couple or even going to different cannabis like friendly venues and having a whole meal in and having them show you how to do gummies, infusions, all that type of stuff. So it's definitely the latest thing. And it's and it's great because we know when we have good food, we already feel good. But to have good food and have it medicated so we feel even better. I'm here for it. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. 100%. So some of the other that. things we can do is we can rub it on. So it can be a cannabis infused um, massage oil. Um, one of my best recommendations is probably of olive oil or almond oil. And another one, you can also rub it in. So that's when you can make your lube. You can buy it or make it. Um, making it is, of course, you know, a little bit easier. Not as hard as people think, but we can talk, teach you how to decarbon and actually add it and do the, those correct procedures to actually make it work. And also there's a lot of vaginal suppositories for sleep, menstrual cramps, like you can literally use all of those things to just put it in this one thing and women can have an amazing time. Wow. <laughs> Learning a lot. So on that note of using it, and we've talked about how, and this is just more of a question for you as far as, you know, your professionalism. Mm-hmm. Is there, we've talked about, you know, you can say you, you've mentioned all the ways that it can be used, whether it's smoking, eating, suppositories, <laughs> lube, whatever, maybe can somebody use too much? Is there uh, like can it affect you mentally if you use too much on a regular basis, you know, for somebody like like say if they get used to like you're saying suppository. So maybe they use it all the time and then they get used. They're like, oh, you know, this helps me. So I'm going to start using it for this or they start using. Let's say they move from that to edibles for other pain management and then say, oh, well, this helped for that. I want to quit using X medication and I'm going to use cannabis instead. Can it be too much? Can you use too much cannabis? So there is a very fine line. I think that since cannabis has so many different properties and has so many active compounds in it, there is a lot of different uses for it. Now, I'm talking about cannabis, the whole plant. Now, when it comes to can there be too much THC? Absolutely. We know that we know that's when people start the vomiting, the fainting spells, because, you know, THC increases your heart rate, but CBD um, lowers your blood pressure. So we got to be careful with those type of things, just knowing that. No, I was just thinking I had heard from another guy and and actually maybe another business, too, that people that get too much THC in their system, they take too much. They can actually take CBD to counteract. Yes, correct. Let me get into that, actually, because I think that is actually a great topic. Um, I actually am currently in on in the psychedelic guide network and just researching a lot of psychedelic cannabis and learning how to be a sitter to actually do um, cannabis assisted psychotherapy. So I'm talking about actually infusing therapy with using cannabis, specifically psychedelic cannabis. So there's a specific blend that you have to use in order to get that. But one of the things that um, I have learned over just the course of this is when you are having a bad trip, CBD is the way to counteract it immediately within seconds, not minutes, not a half an hour. It's taking CBD, specifically tinctures under the tongue, nano CBD oil. That's what's going to help you get out of that bad trip if you feel like you're going too far. When I have to pick some up because my wife gets that when we test new stuff sometimes, you know, she gets way too and she to her, it makes her feel nauseous. She gets nauseous feeling when she gets too much. And and we never really have straight CBD, you know, but Fingerboard Farm is not far away. And that's all they deal with is CBD stuff. So I'm sure I've always I keep telling her we can just run down and pick some up sometime that way we have it. You know, if Mm -hmm. that happens to you, I have never had that feeling. I've never got like sick or, or anything from 
too much that I know of, but, yeah. but she has. So that CBD, you know, that's like I said, we had heard it work, but now you're saying, you know, now I'm hearing it from you specifically. I, you know, I think I might have to go pick some up. I, just, I think honestly, CBD uh, tincture should be something in everyone's cabinet and medicine cabinet, because it's one of those things that, especially if you are a user, that's a daily user and does it for different, a lot of different things. That's what you're going to need. If something happens to be off or because remember, it's not only is it unique to everyone receives it differently. It has a different response to um, different levels of whether of uh, when it well, different levels of THC and CBD, but also just in general, the cannabis flower. But they also it can really just regardless of if you have if you're not comfortable in the environment you're in, it will affect your high. If you're not if you don't feel comfortable around the people that you're with it will actually affect your, like it, there is actual That's, like relevant stuff of bring it down the high because you're too anxious or like things like that. It increases in the, the paranoia and things like that. So having CBD is actually really, really helpful for anybody who uses cannabis. Like it gives the whole meaning that you're killing my vibe. Literally. You're killing my vibe. See, I've always yeah. thought of, you have mentioned trip setter and stuff for that, but I've always thought of that more of the, you say psychedelic, right? Like mushrooms, you know, and, mm-hmm. and psilocybin and, you know, DMT and that, that sort yep. of thing. I've never I'm thought about of, all of those, but I, I I've never thing- thought about cannabis though, is a psych like of the, in that nature. Like I know it's it, to me, it's similar. I don't know enough about mm-hmm. them, either any of them, but it's similar. But as a somebody that has used psilocybin, it's a whole different level of experience compared to cannabis. Mm-hmm. So I just don't, you know, that's hard for me to picture, you know, the psych like going that, like having so a Chris, trip center I, for I cannabis. I challenge you then. I challenge <laughs> you to read Psychedelic Cannabis by Daniel McQueen. He not only uh, tells you all the research behind it, about it, but then he goes as far as actually telling you how to do the mixture to actually get the psychedelic cannabis vibe. And specifically, he tells you about how it's so it's actually very comparative to DMT experiences. Like people have the same trip, but it's a hundred. It's it's so much safer and it's legal everywhere. Well, not sorry. I, oh goodness, I got too ahead of myself. It's legal in Maryland, at least. I'm recreational. Look, we got recreational here. I'm too excited. I'm hoping that it's going to be legal everywhere. But he actually I tells you book. about the mixture of it, and it's it's just really honestly amazing. And he walks you through how to blend it together and how to sit with someone to go through that process. Hmm. So let me ask you, experience psilocybin? Have you ever done, taken mushrooms or psilocybin? I actually have not. I have not. Um, I'm very interested in it, but it's just one of those things. I, right now, I'm starting with cannabis on the psychedelic side and kind of just because, you know, cannabis usually honestly has been left out of the psychedelic network part. Like it's it's people, something that people don't really like they don't consider. Yeah, I've never really even thought of it as a psychedelic. I mean, I have, yeah. but not in that it, it is, but not in that sense. But in exactly. Sense. So it, I think the fact that it's such an emerging field and because I'm so much more familiar with cannabis, that's why I'm going diving deep more into that part. But I definitely plan on trying out some other the different things just so I can say before I can recommend things to my clients and, you know, walk them through those type of things. I want to experience what they're experiencing so I can at least understand what it is that they feel during those times. Absolutely. I can't oh. recommend something if I'm not willing to try it myself. Yeah, it's, I, I got the book pulled up. I want to do that, but I want to touch on something you had mentioned. You were just mentioned it is going to actually lead into my next question for you. You had said, you know, it's becoming Maryland. Let's go back. Maryland became <laughs> recreational legal this past July. Like it's yeah. last year now, which but mm-hmm. Virginia's had it. For, you know, a while in other states and it's starting to really, I don't want to say take off, but like you said, the stigma is going away. But when it comes to social justice impacts, 
with mm-hmm. that. Do you see, you said you were an applicant for the, yes. the cannabis, mm-hmm. and, you know, the verified social equity license. So with social impact, how do you see the cannabis in, industry contributing to social justice, especially, you know, in your unique position? Like, how do you see that? So I, I find it to be a very tricky field. I feel like there are still, it's interesting because even I'm finding that there's even fear mongers and even with this whole rescheduling possibility, like there's even people like, no, it shouldn't, don't, you know, if they reschedule it, it's going to do this and this to this, the cannabis regulations, like they're even putting fear on us for that. And so it's very, it's a very tricky thing um, when it comes to the social justice. I mean, I'm sad to say that the whole social equity, even just the word has really become to come a, like a little bit of a laughing stock because they're not actually dealing with the people that actually have been targeted by this. Like they're saying it's social equity, but then they're not actually giving it to like giving any help to the people who actually were affected. There are some great brands out there that are just the things that come to mind. is like 40 tons. They do a great job of actual um, for working on expungement and even um, contributing money that they get to actual prisoners that are in prison for cannabis related offenses. So and we're talking that, just, like, just people that just got arrested for possession. I mean, not even just putting being able to put money on their books yeah. just to help them like do the thing. And as as well as helping them with the expungement of their record, um, that is something that I think is really important. But one thing and again, I yes, I did qualify as a social verified applicant for Maryland. But one thing I am kind of sad to say is the fact that they did it by zip code for them to do it by zip code, I think was a little eh, because I mean, if you're I mean, I, I do work in in a run County. So I do have, you know, there are, I'd see the different types of uh, neighborhoods in, you know, in the, throughout the county. Um, I work with Department of Juvenile Services. So yeah, like there, I see the bad and the good of, of the county. And so, but knowing that someone in Anne Arundel County that, you know, is actually living above their means and just happen to be in a zip code that qualified is a little concerning when we have people who are in PG where there's a, there was a lot of zip codes in PG, do not get me wrong, but there's also, it, it didn't take into account, like, let's say it didn't take into account, like my partner here, he had a previous um, arrest for cannabis. So why didn't it take into account the people who actually were affected and hounded for this? Like, I think that's something important to, 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 you know, be very cautious about reducing it down to just a zip code does not take into account the, the, you know, the stigma as well as the racial injustice that was people like literally just because of the color of my skin, I would be more likely stopped than other people like things like that. Oh, we smell smoke on you. And then that's a whole nother thing. So it's, it's, we have to be able to recognize that, yes, there was a lot of wrongdoing. There's a, the war on drugs, literally Jackie O say no. All that stuff was literally just trying to add to that propaganda. But it really, really did, honestly, was put a lot of people that look like me, especially our, my male counterparts, African-American males, in prison, in jail for in um, and got them into the system and fed them more and more and more. And of they can't now they're on probation. Now they're on this and on that. So it's just it's a sad thing to say that a lot of the people that are being socially verified, I feel like not that they don't deserve it, but there are other people that are qualified were more qualified that have. So you think they should have gotten a little more granular when it yeah. comes to who the applicants, because I, I kind of felt the same way. I'm not in a zip code that, you know, even qualifies because I'm in Frederick and it's very minimal here where you can get anything at. But, you know, just looking at it, I was like, so really not a 
I thought there would be a lot more requirements, even though besides just yeah. the zip code to it, but there really wasn't. But yeah. it's also more like a lottery, too, I think. If, if it I'm is. Right. It, you, it, we're still waiting got, for that. Just because you were allowed to reply doesn't mean doesn't mean shit, really. You know, you have to wait and see if you're yeah. accepted. So what did you apply for? What was your which one so did you apply group, for? We went for um, we went for a standard grower and we went for a microprocessor. Nice. What is your yeah. what is your what? So if you could get if you end up getting one of those, what is going to what is your What's the future look like with that? With if you get you know approved for that application, what's your what's your what's your goal? What do you what do you see happening? Well, the goal of, the, of that company specifically, they're majority black women owned. They're veterans, and our biggest goal is to not only for it to be the purest cannabis grown hydro, but also for people to feel like they know that we're very transparent, we're very honest with our techniques, and to feel like it's a part of the family. Question, do you think that dispensaries nowadays, so so essentially if you're growing this, you know, the ultimate stuff, if you're selling it, whether it be to dispensaries or consumers, mm-hmm. you're going to have, you know, your testing results that you get from everything. Do you think that dispensary numbers are inflated right now like do you think that these numbers they put on these are i do really I what do they are they, i do think that, i know i know exactly what you're talking about i do think they are inflated and it's it's really interesting because i would say maryland did a good job of at least telling them to put the coa on the packaging the qr code or the link but what i have found is when i try to check that half of them don't work so you know why you know why that is usually though it's, it's because printing, right well, no, it's so, uh, it, and I know this only because my business high level hydro, my business cards have a QR code now because I mean, what else do you use? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, I found out from my, the guy that actually created my business cards, those QR codes that people get and they put on things, like especially my machine. So, this, I get it from, I'm not going to say where I get it from, but that's a yep. QR code right here. And that is just, you know, legality reasons. But if you those QR codes, if you get on and, and you know you're, you're printing these labels, most, most of these companies are just printing labels from wherever and throwing their QR code on. Yeah. If you don't pay for a permanent QR code, it expires after so long. And I didn't know that. I had no idea that was even a thing. And my buddy was like, "Yeah, I made a, all these business cards for a guy, five thousand business cards about a year ago, and now they're useless because his QR code expired and he didn't have a." quote unquote paid QR code. And I found out there's ways to get a permanent QR code without paying, but that's one of probably the many reasons why wow. QR codes aren't working. Now I do know for a fact that there are some companies throwing QR codes on that literally go fucking nowhere because they don't <laughs> really want you to know. And, oh, sorry. It just doesn't work. But yeah, I think numbers played. I, I, I didn't know that part. That's really interesting. I didn't know it until I got the new business cards. And when I told him, he's like, dude, are you sure you want to put a QR code on here? Cause I've had this issue. And I'm like, I had to look it up and did, I was like, oh yeah. So you, you can hop on and get a free one. It might last 30 days, 90 days, whatever. But you thought it was something easy, you know, that I just thought, you. you know, everybody got, but yeah. So just know that for future, if you ever put a QR code on anything, Make sure it's a permanent one. But but back to what we were talking about, the numbers, you know, people chase. I see a lot of people chasing THC. Well, 30. I don't care about THC percentages anymore. I don't. Terpenes. Terpenes. Exactly. That's all I care about. I know I'm still learning as I go, but I I know what I kind of like and what I don't like and I know what certain smells I don't like and ones I do like. So, you know, that's what I look at now. But even then I've ordered from dispensaries. I've looked at the terpenes and they say total terps, whatever, 3.2%, right? I pick it up or usually they even deliver to have it delivered. I get it. Not even close to what it was presented as when they mm-hmm. might be 3.2% on their website. The one I got was 2.1, 2.2, yeah. or it might say 3.2, 
And I can tell for a fact that there ain't 3.2% terpenes in this because if there's over, I will say if there's over, this is just me randomly going off here. If there's over two and a half percent terpenes, I'm going to smell it for sure. If it's 3% and it smells like just straight hay, come on now. You know what I mean? So these numbers, that's, you know. When you say the license, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that have applied for the licenses to grow and, and, you know, everything. And that's their goal is they want more. I don't want to say pure, but more realistic cannabis on the market that people can trust. What they're getting is actually what it says. There's not, mm-hmm. you know, dispenser, you know, are, are just I don't know. I, I have my thing with corporate cannabis and, and everything with with that. And, and I get there's a role for for everybody. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. No, but I, I think I think when once we get past and again, maybe this is going to come hopefully in the next two years. Once we get past the the initial, oh, my God, I want the highest THC. I want the highest THC. And actually people start learning more about it. Again, opening up this community, I'm hosting webinars. I'm trying to get people to learn about this. They will be a, a better, a better like, okay, let me actually ask my bun tender, what is this? You know, what does it have in it? What's the breakdown? And hopefully the bun tenders are knowledgeable enough to know the breakdown because what I'm also seeing is that, you know, you know, I find that growers and um, processors might be sending them sample products, but they're not actually ever getting the sample products. So they can't even recommend it to the people mm-hmm. coming, the clientele coming in. Because they haven't even tried it. Right. Yeah. I've only been, I've only actually stepped foot inside a couple dispensaries. And I will say one I went to, blood tenders, not very helpful. The other one I went to, amazing. Like uh, the guy that I walked in, he was like, he's like, what do you want? What do you want to feel like? What do you want? You know, and he's like, he pulled out a few. Was like, here, you know, these, this, 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 and you know, and he. That's the kind of service I would expect if I go into a dispensary or if somebody is selling me a product that you grew or you know about. I expect you to be able to tell me everything about it, not just it'll get you high, it'll make you feel relaxed. Well, I know it's gonna make me feel relaxed. I mean, and clearly I can tell by you know, <laughs> yeah. But what do you think are some of the big challenges still when it comes to stigma versus legal access to cannabis? What do you, you know, what do you think are some of the big challenges still out there? I mean, I think that's probably why I think I find the most I find it with my passion behind cannabis and mental health, because I feel like the stigma is very similar. I feel like people don't want to talk about that they have depression or anxiety. They don't want to talk about that they're using cannabis. Like, you know, I feel like and it's crazy that we've gotten almost I wouldn't say we're there yet, but we've gotten almost to a time where we can just kind of laugh. I mean, laugh about, yeah, you know, I was really depressed this weekend, like and be able to say, did you take something? Did you do something about that other than just sitting in the depression? Do you, so hear, we're getting do you, hear, do you hear more men speaking up nowadays I know about depression I or do. mental health? Um, I, but I think it's in a different way. I do hear men, more men speaking up about it, but I think it's in a little bit of a different way. How they describe it, and, and this is just maybe from more also my therapeutic experience of like actually being a therapist and seeing a lot of men. I work with firefighters as well, so therefore I've I've seen a, a lot of different men with different, you know. I used to be a firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So we got to talk about that too. Later, I can but. hear some of the stories. You, I can imagine what some of the things you can hear are. That's just, you know, just thinking about that. I just know yeah, men it's, in general. It's definitely... It's a a stigma for men to talk about, you know, it's it's just a. So I think it's so the way they talk about it is more it's going to feel more physical. It's going to feel more fatigue, more brain fog, more, um, you know, something's just not right. And I can't put my finger on it type like that's what I hear more from men. They don't necessarily always name it depression anxiety. Usually it has to be definitely some coaching and some therapy in between there for us to really name it and actually get, you know, tell them that that's actually a PTSD symptom. That's actually this. That's actually that, you know, your insomnia. I just always, I'm just always up, you know, 
and all and it's unfortunate because of course with firefighters when you you, you know the 24 on 24 off or even 48 some days you know that messes up with our our psych um our you know our sleep rhythm and so therefore on top of that having that as a job of be having to be awake and be alert and or even sometimes hearing the you know the alarm go off that you need to get up and get dressed and go that also can cause some internal stuff that you know now every time I think I had a client that every time he heard like a certain ringtone, he, it just did not work. Like the ringtone, it was just to the point where he, it was like caused a bit of a panic to hear a ringtone. So he just had to actually go back and download old ringtones and just switch it up every now and then because he was like, just hearing that ringtone brings me anxiety. It brings me that something's going to go, something's going wrong and I have to be now on high alert. So that's what I'm, I mean, that's what I'm seeing, but I am seeing people talk about it at least a little bit more, even if it's just referred to as sadness or, you know, paranoia it's still it, they're still not necessarily ready to say it's depression and it's, it's anxiety it's ptsd i can say i got off a lot of anxiety medication all of my anxiety medication because of cannabis mm-hmm. i got off my I, own depression medication i uh, cannabis. you know the stigmas are are coming down you know what we had talked to you mentioned a little bit about the um, schedule one reform that's going mm-hmm. on what do you think is the likelihood of a federal legalization in the u.s um, I definitely think it is going to be rescheduled because if it's not rescheduled, I think it would really just put create more of an uproar of people just like, OK, how can the DEA say that even though we have physicians, nurses, counselors all backing this thing, saying that it has medical properties just to outright after the. Uh, FDA said it, it like just outright say no. Like people will literally have an uproar because at that point it's feeling very much like a dictatorship that you're just, uh, we don't care what the actual, even if it's health benefits, we don't care. Like we're just not going to go ahead with it. Like that is, and, it, and it's just seeming that what is, what are you really backing at this point? So I think it's definitely going to have to be rescheduled. And if it's not, it will, I mean, I honestly see protests coming. Like, <laughs> um, so I think it will be rescheduled now. I don't necessarily think they're going to go for the descheduling. I think that is a little bit too far-fetched because after they have literally spent decades of demonizing this, right, demonizing this plant for them to be like, well, to just say, oh, no, it's fine. Nothing wrong. Yeah, I guess we were wrong. My bad. Like, <laughs> doubt it. They, that's one thing the government ain't going to We're never going to tell you the real reason why we took it off, but it's fine now. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't ask like, questions anymore. Thing, just smoke it. <laughs> it's just, I, that's one thing I just don't see happening um, for a, a little bit more time. We're going to, it's going to really be um, a consumer push. We're going to have to be the ones that really are on the ground, grassroots campaigns and getting that pushed out because they, it, they you know, people can't admit when they're wrong. And, you know, that's a, that's a therapeutic thing that we need to figure out. Okay, <laughs> It's the same thing. Essentially, what you're saying is the same way Maryland got legalized is the same way it's going to have to go federally to be descheduled. It's going yep, to take it's the have to go medicinal first, medical, and it's then been it's gonna, the people that have changed yeah. it. I mean, Maryland was the people. I mean, we voted. I mean, people went out. They spoke their minds, and here we are. Here and we are. I don't see how the federal government, I'm, I agree with you. I think it, they have to do something. They have to kick it off schedule one. There's too many states nowadays with it legal and people are starting to, you know, I mean, it's why can I go to this state? Going. But the next like, state over, it's like, you know, it's a federal <laughs> offense and I'm in, you know, in prison for just carrying an out or, you know, yeah. out. I'm carrying a, an eighth uh, and I'm going to prison yet I can cross this state line 20 minutes away and 
I can smoke it in front of them and they aren't going to do anything to me. It, it yeah, it's, it's, there's no way to really control that. So it, I definitely think it's coming. It's just the fact that we have to be patient, but also don't give up. Don't let up on our, you know, our advocacy, our going to those legislators, being in their face, doing those Capitol Hill days and, and actually doing that. So we're getting close to the end of the show, but I actually want to ask, you have a new book coming out and it's yes. focused on cannabis mental health and, and wellness, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Can you give us a scoop? What, what, what's Absolutely. going on? Absolutely. What, what so um, with all everything that's been coming going on, I have found myself just gathering information. I've been reading literally every book, every podcast. Like, even though I am a therapist by day, that's my day job. I say that I listen or read or do something related to cannabis every single day because I'm either listening to an audiobook. Right now I'm doing smoke signals and I absolutely love it. It's dense as hell, but it got so much good history in it that it, it's it's I just love enjoying it. Being on LinkedIn, interacting with a lot of different people, making sure that, you know, we're keeping this up. But what I'm finding is that first people understanding the history of it, right? So that's what's going to be in the book. There's going to be a little bit about the history. Um, there's going to be um, a deep section about specifically the book when it comes to the common misconceptions, as well as even I'm going, I'm diving really, really deep and in going into how to navigate the intersectionality. So when I say that, I mean, I'm going into cannabis counseling and integrated approach. I'm breaking down how to find a cannabis informed counselor, as well as also finding a cannabis assisted psychotherapist. And so we're going to, we're going really into how do we not only just get this information, but then how do we do it once we have the information? How do you find people that are actually going to be able to help you to get the most that you can, um, the most that you can out of cannabis and actually increase your wellness? Awesome. I'll tell you, that sounds amazing. I can't wait. I want to make sure you get, these will be hard copies. You have hard yeah, copies so I'm going to do hard copies and ebooks. They're probably going to be coming out probably around September. I'm get, working with publishers now, trying to you know get everything fine tuned and make sure I get all my statistics in there, fact checking, uh, make sure that it can be a really credible book for people to actually, and also an easily digestible book. So therefore, I'm not feeling like I'm just talking to you know licensed professionals, but I want to be talking to everyone when it comes to this. So therefore, they can have a firm understanding of how they can help with the depression, trauma, PTSD all of that stuff, how it actually can influence and impact with um, and help when you take cannabis with it. Awesome. Can't wait to get my hands on it. So when we come back, it's time for the lightning level. But first, a word from our sponsor, High Level Hydro. Are you ready to level up your harvest? Look no further than High Level Hydro, Maryland's number one seed and supply store. At High Level Hydro, we take you from seed to harvest with expert advice and top-notch products from AC Infinity, Mars Hydro, The Bucket Company, and more. Visit our website at highlevelhydro.com for a vast selection of premium seeds, cutting edge grow supplies, and everything you need for a bountiful harvest. High Level Hydro, where success grows from seed to harvest. Your journey to superior yields starts now. Visit highlevelhydro.com or at highlevelhydro on your favorite social media. All right, now, before we wrap things up, it is time for the lightning level. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to throw a few questions at you and I need some quick answers. Okay. Are you ready? Favorite strain of all time? Um, Skittle, Zittles from Nature's Heritage. So is that like the Z Skittles? Yeah. I know what it is. So 
What is the best piece of advice you've ever received and who gave it to you? Who that's Put a you hard on the one. spot. Okay, yeah, okay. put you on the spot. I would say probably from my own therapist. I she her advice was that, you know, once I find something I'm passionate about, put my purpose behind it and don't let anyone tell me that I can't do it. Uh, there's always going to be a need for something. Everyone, you know, there's literally you can literally find anything on the internet. So people find a need for anything. So there's people out there that are going to need what I have to give. And so therefore it's still going to be meaningful and powerful and therefore put it out there anyway, even if no one finds it, someone's going to find it eventually. And there's going to be, I'm going to find the right uh, audience for it. So. Awesome. So you do a lot, you have a lot of stuff behind you, a lot of, of everything. What is your go-to strategy for overcoming creative blocks or challenges? Um, I would say I talk to people. That's, I mean, I, I know I'm a therapist, so I talk to people a lot, but I think, cause I feel like there's no better way to understand what people are going through and what are the things that the gaps that are missing if you don't actually talk to people and ask them those questions. So, you know, if I find that, you know, I find a, a friend that, you know, I have an uncle that just opened up um, a senior living facility. So I'm already asking him, Hey, do you need me to come for do workshops for mental health and cannabis? I'm, I'm, I'm already just throwing ideas out there. Um, and I always write down keep a journal by my bed because I have those late night racing thoughts and I just journal them out and I'll come back to that idea later. <laughs> awesome. A favorite TV show of all time. Living single because I have my middle name is Sinclair. So I, I have that fun living loving spirit. That, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> You're showing, we're showing ages with living single. Like, <laughs> so I guarantee you, I guarantee there's listeners out there going, what the living, living single? single? What the hell is this? Is this something new? Let me get on Netflix and see if I can find it. Not going to happen. All right. Last one. Go to munchies. Oh, okay. So it's either any type of like watermelon or apple gummy, like just like with those, you know, the, the gummy worms, um, or I like chips. So like ruffle chips and, um, I'm really into fresh tortilla chips. Any dips? Um, dips. Oh, I love salsa. All, all sauces, throw them in there. Like we go in, um, but I, and I'm, I'm still working. I'm, I'm a little, I'm supposed to be dairy free for the next two months. So, uh, but I like my ranch. I like my green onion dip. I like all that <laughs> stuff. So we're, we're still struggling with that part. <laughs> Solid choices. Now, as we wind down, any final thoughts or advice for our levelers out there listening? I would say, well, definitely visit Leafy Lifestyle uh, LLC uh, dot com and, you know, really just kind of take a deep dive into the website. Be mindful with your consumption, be responsible with it. And there are a lot of great things out there. The biggest thing I want to say is track, track your experience. So um, I'm going to be real quick with my plug, Tetragram. Um, they have actually added me as a clinician on there and you can schedule a consultation with me um, and you can actually share your journaling sessions with me. So when you, you know, every session you take, whether it's inhaling, whether it's vaping, whether it's edibles, you can actually put it in from the dispensary, what dispensary you got it from. So I can see the terpene breakdown level and it gives me the whole entire detailed list of all your sessions. So And where was that um, at again? One more one more time. What was the name of that? It's called Tetragram. It is on Tetragram. Apple and Google Play uh, Google Play. Like you can download it anywhere. It is free and it is HIPAA compliant. 
So I can see all that great information. That's one thing. And also, I'm going to start working with Sharissa Jackson. She's a nurse practitioner, and she also does We Decode. It's actually a DNA kit that I'm going to be I'm going to be uh, selling on Leafy Lifestyle LLC. And it actually, she will give you a breakdown of what terpenes are best for you, what consumption methods are best for you, what's your um, highest THC level you can go before having really bad adverse effects. And they even uh, after you submit your DNA, they actually have a nurse call you and walk you through your whole entire report. Wow. Thank you again, Sri, for coming on. Levelers, make sure to check out our website, leafylifestylellc.com for events, coaching, so much more. Check it out. You'll see everything on there. And stay tuned for the release of Higher Mind, Higher Purpose. This You said this, this is going to be this fall, right? Yes. All right. Well, Levelers, we've covered some incredible ground today from cannabis and mental wellness advocacy to the social impact of legalization. There's still so much left to explore and talk about. Remember, the conversations don't end here. Share your thoughts on our website, highlevelchronicles.com. Hit us up on social media at HLC Podcast 420. That's going to be a wrap for this episode of High Level Chronicles. Remember, Stay leveled up, stay informed, pass the joints, not the judgment. I'm out. Thanks for listening to High Level Chronicles. See you next time. Thank you again for listening to High Level Chronicles. Please help us grow by leaving us a review wherever you listen to us at, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Alexa. Your reviews will help our show grow and and help us reach a broader audience. Also, we are always looking for new show sponsors. So please reach out if you're interested. You can hit us on our social media or email us info at highlevelchronicles.com. Thanks again for listening.